0: Good afternoon, (laughs) coming to you from Sydney, welcome to the next episode of the podcast. Can't believe it went live. This has been a soundboard for a while and since 2018 I've had this as a soundboard. I've now decided after listening to them to make sure they were appropriate to be public I decided to hit publish today. I didn't even know. And then all of a sudden I'm on Spotify. So it looks like I've got a soundboard, but now people are going to hear. So this is not just my little secret journaling, because obviously I find um, I find more value in voicing and processing that way rather than just writing, because I speak quite fast and my mind needs to keep up. But I thought I'd just jam on where I'm currently at in my mental health journey and you know understanding self realization spiritual emergency you know when um, when personal transformation can become a crisis so I will be really honest and authentic and say that I have love's Groff or Stan Groff, Stan Groff's book spiritual emergency and I haven't finished it now my human design is a manifesting generator and I was speaking to a friend today that you know that's the case a manifesting generator is sometimes doesn't finish things they take what they want they learn what they want and they piece it together the way that they do so Anyway, so what I have read so far in the book, in the book Spiritual Emergency, for those of you that are on your own healing journey, on your own journey of, I guess you'd call it an awakening because it's always understanding different parts of ourselves. So there are different forms of spiritual emergency. So what I currently know from the book Is there is the shamanic crisis, and that's where someone goes into you know a dramatic, involuntary, visionary episode or an illness, so to speak. Uh, The awakening of Kundalini energy or Kundalini energy, which is all that yogic energy that. Lies dormant at the base of your spine. So that was something that resonated when I first read this book. Uh, Also, having episodes of unitive consciousness, so peak experiences. And this is something that I think, looking back, I can definitely resonate with that now. But the biggest one at the time, what really felt real and what felt true at the time was the crisis of psychic opening. So I had done quite a lot of different um, practices and explored a few different things and started to open myself up and allow energies and connection and things like that to come through and my understanding of it now looking back I think it was quite fast so it was all these ideas really quickly uh, instead of them being able to sit down and be present with what you're feeling and maybe jot them down for later you know going through that experience having having all these ideas like just pop in, pop in, pop in, and you're just so overwhelmed. So yeah, I'm gonna get back into the book. Uh, it's quite heavy because it is um well my understanding of it is heavy if you've read it. Uh, but yeah, it's it's time. So today I've gone through a little bit of a rebirth um and you know, tapped into some beautiful practices and yeah, I've come to an understanding that, you know, subconscious patternings that were running on in my life were a birth imprint. So coming from the moment that I entered the world. (laughs) So, you know, for a very long time, um, my subconscious was protecting me and I wasn't able to I wasn't able to feel all the feels because it would be just too overwhelming to go there. So I think um, it's been an interesting journey of knowing myself even deeper, uncovering more and more and tapping into things that feel really good. But I think um, a couple of things that I have explored in terms of mental health and care is I have explored you know going down the path of a psychologist so I've gone down that path didn't really feel great for me they didn't give me any tools or or anything I can action a lot of my own self-directed study and self nurturing and and constant need for information went out on a mission to seek that for myself. So I kind of counselled myself into, uh, you know, different tools and strategies. The only one thing that I did get from a psychologist was separating my thoughts. I met her once and that's maybe all that needed to happen. So, um, you know, for some people that's going to be a really great talk therapy, would be a really great way of going about their their life but I had such resistance to it may experience it again but more in the realm of a transpersonal psychologist to sort of integrate some of the stuff that I've had um had experienced and and sort of understood but so I've also practiced um different forms of self-hypnosis intention-setting I started exploring um, natural remedies, essential oils, those sorts of things to really come back into nature and balance with nature, because nature gives us everything that we need, I believe. And I've also been practicing uh, Dr. Darren Wiseman's work with the Lifeline Technique, so I've been Working with one practitioner in, in particular, I have worked with him on, on a few occasions and been to one of his day day courses. Yeah, I think it was one, day, one to two day courses uh, and practiced that. So that really taught me how to be in my body because a lot of the stuff that was coming up uh, for me was me disconnecting from my physical body. When things got too hard, like I'm out. So a lot of the practices that I had in a couple of years ago in 2017 were around uh, a lot of strength training, a lot of physical workouts and things like that to, to have that understanding of body awareness and getting in my body and teaming that up with the Lifeline technique and integrating what i was able to shift and change throughout you know daily life and throughout different workouts and things like that so i have also been a massive yoga fan and this was well before i actually had the crisis so to speak because you know i was had all this energy i was eating really well i had all this energy and i wanted to Start moving my body in ways that felt good, and at the time I was like, "Well, I can jump on a yoga mat; I can do that." And that's when I started. Uh, that would have been around January twenty fifteen. I started with yoga with Adrian, and it was all about the philosophy of finding what feels good and really yummy. And so since then, my yoga practice has gone in ebbs and flows. You know, I've had you know really great successes and real evolution of the practice, but sometimes I've had to strip it back due to, you know, weight gain on medications and things like that. So um that's always been a, a focus, but I always come back to it. So most recently I've been getting into, I was calling it intuitive movement, but it's now evolved to embodied dance. And it's about basically tapping into creativity and embodiment and activating the sacral chakra and really using that juicy, luscious, creative energy to, you know, obviously that's starting to have some kind of effect because I probably wouldn't hit publish on some of these old episodes that were sitting there in cyberspace waiting to... Waiting, I guess, for me to press, press. yep, go ahead. So they weren't edited or anything like that. They were just literally letting it rip. Letting it rip and not having a specific, um, always going in with a focused intention, but not having a specific script or anything like that, which is, I think, the best way to roll. So, yeah, on I've done yoga, which has been, has now gone into dance and movement and there's some other practices that are more intimate and things like that that I started I've started incorporating um maybe I'll share another time but there's just yeah some other stuff that I'm able to tap into and utilize because when I'm when I'm feeling really great days mentally and emotionally physically I show up better and I remember the magic of life like there's so many beautiful tools to play with there's so much joy to play with there's so many colors and textures and I'm I'm super sensory right like it's literally there is so much so much to play with and there is so much excitement and at the moment I think they're just clues on what my next little pivot will be and how I will show up in the world so another part of my journey is I've had big chunks where I haven't been able to work. So back in the day, I used to work in finance and I was in call centers and I had, you know, really corporate organizations that I was an advocate uh, for and my roles were things like connecting people and being the intermediary between, you know, clients, customers, you know, different, Um, avenues and different people just connecting different entities different people and getting really excited about connecting just getting getting out there and connecting and sharing sharing the love but I yeah after that first crisis in July 2015 I I had spaces where I couldn't work and there was times where it was like you're not able to work full time or we need to assess it and those kinds of things so unfortunately it led me to go down the path of you know benefits which was never going to be the case because you know in in a past life <laughs> years and years and years ago i used to work in helping people long term unemployed strip away the barriers to employment and you know, um, start getting on the path to getting them into the right role for them, something long-term. And I think I was a little bit left field in the way I used to practice that too because when I was in that profession, I that was probably the longest I've ever been in a role because it was so fulfilling, right? It's helping people get out of long-term unemployment and step each little step into a job, a sustainable job and it was such a rewarding exciting thing to do because you know you take someone who's gone through something and then you get to watch it unfold and bloom and blossom and i think that was probably the the most fun at that time and i guess if i i could work full time now i probably would maybe consider something in that in that arena uh but Yeah, I used to literally ask people their passions instead of just trying to get them into any job they could do because they used to be, I don't know, some tradesmen, get them back into it really quickly um, and therefore have an outcome, you know, have a result and get the numbers. I used to sit down and find out what people were passionate about. So that was really exciting as well because... You know, there was. I remember one, one guy was quite creative, and he could draw a lot. And you know, we started talking about um, different avenues and how he could utilize those skills and passions and things like that. And he was like, "I," you know, and I was like, "Well, you could totally, you know, do what you want to do, and that would be that." At the time, that would have been. tattooing or some kind of visual arts or something like that which was really cool so you know that is something that I wasn't taught there I just decided that I would ask those kinds of questions Um, and then yeah I used to work in finance connecting people and and you know that's something that led me to be able to afford things in my life that I could do and I had such a little bit more financial ease and freedom at that time at that time because I was making the money <laughs> I was making the money and so yeah since then it's been you know blocked abundance and things like that and I started exploring manifestation and how to call that in and and it wasn't like I was wanting to call in a lot of it it was just hey, I'd like to call in something so I can support myself and, you know, put a roof over my head, food on the table and maybe do a job that that I like. So that's kind of where I've been at. Um, and then I ended up last year working at the bottom of the barrel as a telemarketer. And that job was pretty much handed to me, so it was it served a purpose, and I, I knew it was going to only be short term and yeah, I ended up not not just myself but a couple of people lost their job and me before christmas and it's a really interesting pattern because i I've lost jobs before Christmas twice, maybe three times, but definitely twice, so it's always interesting because when Christmas rolls around, I always end up without without a specific project or purpose that, you know, that I could be used for. And what has been frustrating me mentally, you know, which really sometimes really stems the mental health is those sorts of triggers come up when you're not being used as the instrument that you could be or those sorts of things. So I've understood now and I've uncovered that like my thought patterns had gone from... Things like I don't have anything to do because no one's using me for anything. Um, I love when I have purpose. I love when someone says, oh, can you do this for me? Or could you look over this? Or could you, um, like I love being used, <laughs> I Love be- not used, but I love being used as an instrument and um, helping. So when some, like I an example I had was, um a friend found me an expert not an expert but a knowledgeable in something asked for my assistance and I was able to direct them so I love that sort of stuff that really just lights me up Uh, seems really simple but I love being able to recommend something and connect someone with something and sometimes I get really deflated because sometimes I feel like I don't get that I don't get to feel that kind of fulfillment where I've been the stepping stone to connect someone and it's interesting because I say it all the time in dating like on dating websites I you know when I'm connecting with people I'm always looking for new friendships I'm always getting out there and I want you know to connect with people and understand who can I meet and when I meet people and we maybe want something different, we're looking for something different and I offer friendship and we start talking, um, and they are closed to that. I always challenge them and say, what if I was the person that introduced you to your future partner, you know, open your mind, like open your heart. Like there's so many things that could happen as a result. So, um, I don't know what I was getting at there, but, um, I'm going on a rant, <laughs> and all these tangents because that's my that's my jam. But um, yeah, it's it's interesting because it's really enjoyable when you're able to be used for something, and so I think maybe um, if I was to share a bit more on this platform and voice my thoughts and use this as a soundboard then if someone else hears it and they're having one of their darkest days and I was just that little tiny bit of spark to to allow them to just hang on for one more one more moment so that they could get to the next support or care or their next step on their own their own journey So that's, I think, the purpose and the intention behind this is to just say, okay, well, I've recorded these and I'm going to share my thoughts and my views, you know. um, Not everyone's going to agree with them and that's completely okay. But just sharing and maybe sharing a bit more of the things that I do and the things that work for me because nothing would bring me more pleasure Then someone else saying, oh my goodness, that person you recommended that I went to work with was a catalyst on my path. Like That I think would be the most fulfilling uh, thing to do is to do that. And I think if, if I put myself out there and share this on Spotify and everywhere that you can publish, then I can reach people from my home and this could be my little creative outlet and allow those creative juices to flow like constantly and just be walking around like this creative activated energy um within my body so yeah but it's um it's an interesting journey Life, because I think we all have to find what works for us and not everything's going to work for everyone. And, yeah, I think tuning into what feels good and just trusting is a constant practice, constant practice, so that we're able to then move through challenges and adversity and all of that. So... Yes, uh, I will wrap it up and leave this posted and published. So, in best of health.